You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons bliss out. There is rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them with my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusions! All right, welcome back to the Deep Share. Tonight, I have the man behind Red Pill Sunday School, Straw Man, and a lot of captivating documentaries, including Wagging the Dog, the story behind the story of COVID-19, which you've recently recently updated and re-released. So everybody, welcome Clint Richardson. How's it going? And there was much applause. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that from... Uh from monty python um oh hell yeah uh all is good all is good i just got back from a conference we were doing and uh, i'm a little worn out from that plus plus the drama behind the scenes which i didn't think there would be any this time but of course well we'll talk a little bit about that but uh sure. yeah it's, it's been uh, otherwise all is as to be expected you know all is um still trying to make a make a make a difference and all that stuff well, that's good to hear. Um, the last time we spoke, we basically dissected like the roots of our legal problems, uh, you know, written right into the language itself and how negative and downtrodden that whole thing is. So it's good to hear that while you're in like the deep end all the time with this kind of shit, you're still trying to make a difference and it hasn't eaten you alive yet. It's close. It's close, man. <laughs> I, in there. I, I've like the uh, the inverse of phantom leg syndrome. You know, it's, it's, it's about to be eaten. 
god. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 um it's rough. I uh, I'll explain to you what why how rough it can be. Um <laughs> I mean if you well, okay, I'll I'll just put it to you this way. So we would I thought it would be a good segue. In fact, dealing with um this thing that we're going to talk about with wagging the dog um and the reason i called it that was originally i was going to really get into the and i still will uh, into the story the media propaganda of it all the different fake um drills that they were having and all the things that i mean this thing was planned to a t right this coronavirus um most people have heard of the what was it 202 um the event that they had oh, where event 201 yeah well you know some of those same people that are into event 201 are the same people that are going to these government um <laughs> these governmental um risk uh, risk benefit analysis meetings behind the scenes they're public meetings but the public you know public doesn't see it obviously there's no public presence at these meetings and they even talk about keeping it from the public and how they can do that while still being public you know um very very interesting to see criminals talk to each other when they don't really think you're listening you know yeah <laughs> so like being a fly on the wall so you know they have these these bioterrorism and biosafety meetings all the time but nobody nobody ever watches them and so, so basically what's happening to me right now is you know there's three kinds of ways to deal I guess you could say there's four kinds of ways to deal with people who cause <laughs> waves, who, who who get this, this stuff out there, right? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you have the controlled opposition. You have the the big names in the circuit, and you make them. Um, for instance, let's let's take someone like Judy Mikovits, right, who has revealed so much stuff. A lot of stuff that I've verified um, was a while where I couldn't type in her name where I didn't see her name on every mainstream media account, whether it was CBS or the magazines or anything else, just absolutely bashing her, um, making a, a complete and utter fool out of her, even though none of what was being said about her was true. But she got into the... she. They made her infamous, right? Not famous, right? But they made her infamous. Alex Jones, that's another one. You you make him infamous. Yeah. Hated. Right? Not not famous. And there's a big difference between fame and and infame, right? Not <laughs> yeah. right? And then there's the uh, people like me who are made not or i guess you could say unfamous right you can yeah. you can always kill somebody you can always put them out of commission that way but that you know that causes too many questions so what you do with someone like me who doesn't have enough people following me to really get it out there even though i ask you know so i'm the only way <laughs> it's going to happen so what you do with people like me and is essentially what is the the real version of banning or shadow banning. And I don't think people really understand quite what shadow banning is until you actually go through it. Now, when I say shadow banning, um, that means that on my own computer, or if I go anywhere outside of my computer, hotels, whatever, 
um that means that i i can't pull up my website like i <laughs> i had a um I had an email from a friend who said, Clint, man, I, I'm typing in realityblogger.wordpress.com. My, my full website. I'm the only one that has reality blogger that spells with one G just because it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. two, it was 2000 freaking nine and blog was hardly even a word, you know? So <laughs> like, like who know there's actual correct grammar, right. but it, it, but I kept it that way because, Hey, that makes it unique. It makes it easier to find it. it it's novel. People tease me about it and people remember that. And I'm mm. good with that. You, you can say whatever you want. I'm good with it. Right. And for a while it was great because when I would do a show, I would go to any of these platforms, right? Any of these search engines, and I would type in reality blogger, subject, subject, and it would go right to my blog. Like, it was great. It was wonderful. Like, it would, I would be able to pull something up so quick. Whereas if I went to my blog, I'd have to go down. I'd have to do a search. and like, But I could just go to a search engine, type in something, and it would, it would, it would pull it right up first thing. Like a piece of your research deep embedded into your your website, you could just well, it would, it would it would pull up the the title of, right, yeah. of where I wrote it. And I've got two hundred and something some articles. So where did I put this this quote? Right, I I know I did it. I got two words of the quote, and it'll pull it up. Right, it was great back when search engines were really search engines, mm -hmm. and so now. I can't, I type in Clint Richardson. I type in Clint Richardson reality blog, reality blogger. I can, t I can type in anything. I can even type in the full, you know, www.reallydeadblogger in the search engine, right? Not the actual uh, uh, place where you put a web address, but, but searching. Mm -hmm. I can't pull up my own website. <laughs> I, I type in a, a cracking the cult of the constitution one or two. Or, you know, we, we are the people, I am not the people and neither are you. What, what am I, what, something that I know no one else has written. I'll even put reality blogger because <laughs> no one else <laughs> has that website. But the only thing it'll pull up now are people, and thank God they did, they mirrored my writing. Mm -hmm. So they said, okay, here's the latest from Clint, here's his website. So the only reason I'm getting any hits at all on my articles is because one, I know my name and two, I know my website. What about those who don't know my name? Never heard of me. What about those who don't know my website? How are they ever going to find me? Cause I guarantee you nothing of those sites are going to be pulled up just by typing in, you know, in other words, what is shadow banning? It's when you can't even pull up your website on your own computer. That's when you know you've done something really right. And yeah. and, and that yeah. translates to really wrong in, in the in the true sense of the word, you know. Yeah, when the algorithm that's supposed to bring you exactly what you're looking for in your own home, like previous searches. And you need do don't it. forget that. Right. So now yeah. you personal you see, to you. But the problem is now, and, and what I showed people is, look, that's, that's, being, that's now being reworked in ways that we can't imagine. So back when the COVID story first started coming around, that's when I did my research. And thank God I did. 
because I knew I knew I was gonna this was gonna be huge. This is this is this is something that I, I'm gonna have to document because everything about it was just it, it's it's I don't want to say it's what we've been waiting for, but it's what we've been speaking to for so long, right? And so I started hearing these terms gain of function and gain of function now is like a household word, right? But back in back in January, February, March of 2019, no one no one knew those terms. Very few people, only professors were were speaking of those if they were on some conspiracy show, right? <laughs> and uh, so nobody knew what gain of function or dual use of concern these these terms. But also, no one would have thought to really look at lab leaks in America and around the world. And so another way that this shadow banning happens is not just to people or websites. It, I mean, the history of America's spilling uh, or accidental release of, of pathogens has been erased. Or, or let's just say it's still there, but it won't appear in search engines. If I type in, and you're welcome to do it yourself, lab leak from American or virus leak from American lab. Sure. Virus. Okay. Right, virus, <laughs> virus leak from American lab. You're going to get nothing but COVID nineteen, which you didn't ask for. You're mm -hmm. going to get lab leak theory confirmed from China, which you didn't ask for. China, 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 China. Yeah, I got something from Nature.com right away. The COVID lab leak hypothesis. Oh, did you ask for that? No, I did not. Not even yeah, close. Yeah, you see, just like I'm not asking for someone who copied my info. I'm asking for my information. Yeah. I can't find my, anything unrelated. No, no, and you'll go page <laughs> after page, and you will see that that these search terms are what I was using in 2019, early 2019, and I was getting everything delivered to me, and I copied it. I don't know why. I just, I just, it, I did it. And I have it all, and I put it all in there before I even started the documentary series, which I knew was going to be a really long one because mm. I, I, I just had that plan of writing sort of a 50-hour sort of book on the whole <laughs> entire industry and making it into a video that people could watch because you, you can't get people to read, right? Right. So, and you're, so, yeah, you're shoving is... it in their faces too with like the actual footage of doctors and, and well you're, you're going you're going to the source you go to the actual scientists as they call themselves even though this isn't science anymore um this is like this is like magic this is like called the cult of scientism as they say yeah. where where you're not using the scientific method you're you know, you're just basically just looking for a result that will fit into some sort of transhumanist agenda, yep. artificial, artificial life, artificial um, environments is what it's really all about. Always. And, and it's scary because, you know, all these research, if you, if you go into the heart of the research document, despite what the, uh, what the title of it is, despite what it says it's going to do, and despite what its conclusion is, you find that they're always doing some sort of work towards creating these artificial environments and structures uh, that can live inside you and, and that can be created within you to uh, house these types of artificial life. You know, this, this, you know, I, I don't know what to call, I don't even know what to call it anymore because it is, it's biological in their own cre. It's like, the best way I can describe it to be biblical is to say they're recreating life in their own image. Mm. 
And I Facebook didn't... just announced that the new image of their uh, company is now called Meta. They are now Meta and we'll still have the same global uh, initiative to continue to build technology around people. I'm like, well, that's that's symbolism right there. Yeah, literally encasing them in technology. That's exactly what Tesla says about their cars. They're not cars. They're artificial intelligence surrounded by a frame. I mean, (laughs) the frame is only to house the artificial intelligence. You know, so I'm going to transfer that to the human body. Mm. And, and, you know, your body is there to house their intelligence, their artificial life and, and structure. And, and, you know, there's all kinds of repercussions when it comes to that. I always tell people to watch a movie called Repo Men. Ooh, the opera, the original one, or the new one? with Because uh, that was originally like a horror opera. Uh, that, with, the, the Repo... The dude well, from Buffy. <laughs> no, no, there's a, there's a, it's got, uh, I think it's... Forrest Jude, Whitaker Jude, and Jude, Jude Law. Law yeah. For, yeah, where they're going around... <laughs> repossessing say artificial hearts that are that you can't pay the bill on anymore they take right. it out of your chest just like they'd repossess your car well if you think that that's far-fetched i mean i, I don't know what to tell you when, you'll own nothing when you, and you'll be the happy more, right the more you become artificial the more you accept what is essentially the mark you know the then the, the less you have power you're going to have to say no to these guys because they literally own you that you as you know, like all the software and stuff that you get for your computer, they're no longer they're not selling the stuff anymore. They're leasing all so of it, man. They're leasing body parts. They're gonna be leasing this stuff because they're not you know, you don't <laughs> it's just nuts. If you're not saying no to this stuff, then you know and aren't spiritually prepared to accept life where you are uh basically the meek you know where you are outcast because you won't accept uh this type of technology as they call it technology remember just means art that's all yeah. technology is it's anything artificial to help us too. artificial well no i don't think it is i mm-hmm. i don't think it was ever i mean in order to get to a point you have to go through all the trials and errors to get to that point so yes we've experienced some wonderful technology mm-hmm. uh has it improved life you know, you could argue yes, but I would argue actually no, that if you took back and, and if you step back and you looked at life before and after technology, um, the problem is we, we have no way to do that, right? We, right. we are but, taught that this has improved our lives, even though we're more unhealthy, we're killing each other more than we would in wars, we're doing everything, you know, it's making us hate each other more than... And, and and I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, folks. But if if, <laughs> if you think technology has improved our lives, it's taking away the work ethic. It's taking away, you know, just about every ethical or moral thought we have. So I I, I would argue that it's not a good thing. Um, yeah. I to agree. to the to the degree that I'm not talking about shovels. Well, yeah, you but know. also like, um, so Tools. how about so how about this? Let's play with this. The idea that you and I are speaking over this technology, right? And and you and I, Clint and Andy, probably would have never run into each other. I mean, hey, maybe by synchronicity and chance, run into us, each other at a festival someday. But more than likely, probably not. Now, okay, it's very easy to go, see, so we need technology. 
no offense, Clint, and I'm sure same from me, if we didn't have this technology and we didn't have the ability to completely globalize, we would still have beautiful, wonderful, deep conversations with people we would meet in place of the long you know distance what? friends. You know you'd what I mean? Be, you'd, you'd be doing it and you'd be seeing each other's eyes. Right. right? What this does is it creates a lot of armchair quarterbacks. It creates a lot of... Um, <laughs> Uh, it creates a lot of tension, creates a lot of textures, right? And I don't know if you've ever been on a show where there's a text room, text, text, a chat room. Oh, that but you're a part of while on the show? While on the show, there's this chat room and all these chats are going by, none of them having to do with the conversation. Like no one is actually listening. And if they are listening, they're hearing a little tiny part of it. And, the, you know, these people are more interested in, in, you know, or, or they're inter or they're trolling you, or they're uh, doing something to bring you to somewhere else. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, oh, did you see this? Like, oh, that reminds me right. of this. So people have have been at this point. It's information overload, right? You're not learning as much as you are gathering information, and because it's not natural, because it's not self-evident, because it's not actually truth. I mean, you can learn. You can spend ten years learning about money, and and you haven't learned one iota about what is truth because money is art it doesn't exist it's not real it has no value in nature nothing about it is true that's why it's called the root of all evil you haven't learned anything you haven't learned one thing that's going to help you survive out there what you have done is you've gotten yourself addicted to money mm. you see and that's the only way that can happen is through this type of medium and so yes i mean i can't deny that that you and I might not have met and had this conversation. However, when I just organized uh, a uh, a get together, a, a meetup, right, a, a conference where people are speaking about things, if after all of these times, and I've done thousands of shows, like literally, I'm probably up to about two thousand shows at this point. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm hosting or whether I'm guesting or taking someone's spot temporarily, uh, local shows, AM radio shows, you know, TV shows, you name it, I've done it. If I cannot, after all that time, if I cannot get more than 50 or 60 people to show up to an event to actually meet in person, to actually share in the spiritual, you know, conversation and 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 actually then no i would say this is not working i would say this is absolutely not not doing any good because um well, well okay i'll put it to you this way if i were to go back and listen to some of my shows that i've done and i have lately which i didn't do before i'm like i said that <laughs> oh my god i forgot totally about it. i listened to some of the conversations i had about financial reports in 2010 and i'm like oh my god i wish i had that recall now as i get older i'm i'm losing the details but retaining the wisdom right, right. retaining the but i can't necessarily go back in some of the details which is which is ordinary. It's normal. It's just what you'd expect. You can't hold this kind of information in your head that long. So even when I go back to my old uh, stuff, a lot of it's foreign to me. 
Mm. Like, I don't remember saying some of the stuff I've said, which, which translates to me that, that many people who've been listening to radio, if, if they were to go back, you know, to the source of some idea they had, you know, from 2010, they might change their mind. They say, okay, that's not actually how it was said, or that's, you know, I, I just think it, it, I think that, that there's more Dane, there's more harm being done um, in, in the alternative and mainstream media than there is good. And I, I, I shudder and I don't like to say that, but I think it's hard not to look around and not, I mean, after what I've experienced, you know, and all the people who've, who've just sought, just, I mean, the hatred, the vitriol, the, you know, I don't agree with you and therefore you are my enemy kind of thing. The same kind of thing you get in any, you know, any, any YouTube video out there, for instance, where people just do this drive by, uh, insult or drive by harm, not knowing anything about the subject, even just, just, I, you know, I hate you thumbs down. I just don't see how that's productive. And, and to me, when I look around after being in this for 15, 20 years, I've not seen one iota of movement in the so-called movement. It's freaking <laughs> constipated as all hell. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. So, and I've partaken in a lot, you know, <laughs> you have absolutely. And as someone who's been kind of like psychedelically uh, inclined and in tune for like, you know, two, 20 years, I would say, I have a little bit more of an upbeat take on it, but at the same time, the only reason why is because I think what you're saying needs to be talked about. I don't think that that's untrue of what you're saying. I'm not that upbeat. I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start my podcast. And when I started it, I was like, okay, so what am I, you know, you always have this drive to be unique because you're in a community. Everybody's kind of doing similar things, right? But I kept thinking, okay, well, how can this network, we've been talking about things for 70, 80 years, probably hundreds of years or whatever, you know, there's always been this rebellion, but it's not really a rebellion anymore. It's a, it's a rebitching where we're like rehashing, we're rehashing. And there's a good defense, in my opinion, to a certain degree where there's always more people interested. So there's a fine line in like, when do you stop bitching about what's already been done and get up and move when you're still trying to create an army? But, (laughs) but But don't you wonder though, if this technology that we're speaking of is, is not the perfection of making that talk inactive because i mean when i look at the truth whatever whatever it's called now see okay when i got into (laughs) this when i got into this i didn't get into the truth movement i didn't get into any movement what i did is i found something out which was the kaffir right and i said okay i'm gonna do my best to get this out this guy needs help putting it out He's been through hell uh, because he's done it. I'm going to put it out there. Whoever picks it up, picks it up. That's great. I, I wasn't aiming for, for instance, Deanna Spingola of RBN in 2010 to see my first documentary. That was, she was not my, my necessarily my audience. My audience was anyone who would see it 
and I'm, and I, I would say, I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate or just the way it is. Uh, maybe I shouldn't look at it any other way. I got picked up by this alternative, you know, junket, this, this thing, this movement, this, you know, that's got its own mythology and its own lies and its own, it lies more than the mainstream does half the time. Right. And, and I, and I started calling out those lies and saying, well, that's not true actually. And here's the source. And instead of that being embraced, I was outcast. Right. So, you know, and, and usually you learn your lesson. You, you don't, you don't keep uh, biting the hand that, that barely feeds you, <laughs> which is how I kind of consider it. But I kept going. I kept saying, hey, you know, you guys, a lot of this stuff that you're talking about, whether it's the Federal Reserve or this or that, it's all lies. And and and, and you gotta you gotta fix that. And very few people would actually say, you know, you're right. I, I wrote a whole book and now I need to go I need to go change that. I've I've said some things that aren't true that are patriot mythologies as as people call them. And I, I, I really need to, I really need to go back and, and correct that, or at least make an announcement that, Hey, I was wrong about this. Very few, Deanna Spingola did it. Very few people though did it because when you're presented with the source, you can't then say, well, yeah, but Eustace Bowen said this, you know, <laughs> or, right. or some guy wrote this book and, and, and on his podcast, he said this, I, I, therefore it's true. When you're seeing the actual source, you're seeing for instance, the CAFR, which is the audit of government, when they're saying there's no audit of the Federal Reserve, and yet there's the, the Federal Reserve CAFR, the audit, right there. You're not going to get anything else. It's a full audit. Everything they say is missing from from the Federal Reserve's right there in the audit, which is what they're saying they don't have. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I present this, and nothing changes. Everybody's still talking about the Federal Reserve. Everybody's. So I don't feel like it's it's effective at all. I feel like the people that are following me have been affected, but, but I don't think that as a movement, as a full thing, there's so many different opinions. And here I am in this for the truth and truth and mm. truth, truth does. I'm sorry, but truth only has one side and that's the truth. There's the, everything else is not the truth. And I thought, mistakenly that when i got into this that's that was the goal the goal was to look for the truth no matter what it did to your career your ego right it, it the truth is something that is ego shattering it brings you down to earth it it stops you from from doing a lot of the things that we do to each other mm -hmm. right i mean i think i i think the the worst I mean, it's, it's a bunch of Judas goats, right? It's a bunch of, uh, we use each other as, as, as scapegoats. Um, and, and I think that's, I think it's, I, I'm so tired of it that it's very difficult for me to even continue to participate in it because it's just constant and the trolling and the, the negative comments and the, you know, some of those get personal. Um, I mean, it really gets, it really gets overwhelming, but, but then you add to that, I'm like, well, why isn't my information getting out? Why are people leaving comments when they do see my work saying this should be read by, you know, every high school student or this should be, you know, front page news? Well, right. I think I think we know the answer to that now. <laughs> you can't even pull up my website, right? So as effectual as I have been to some people, 
the effect I've had has not been very great. And that's a really, uh, as, as far as breaking down the ego and, and, and right on, on being unfamous, not being allowed to ever achieve any type of, uh, you know, that kind of, it's, it's a very different feeling than someone who, like an actor who gets famous and then all of a sudden loses her stardom and becomes a, you know, the old Hollywood story. Right. But, but in, in, in my case, you know, I've, I've been absolutely humiliated. I'm just stuck down here in no man's land, no man's land. And thank God for people like you who do want to actually, you know, <laughs> no holds barred talk about, what is the truth versus what is and actually open your mind and actually say, oh, yeah, maybe this is, you know, and, and God forbid, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But, jeez, uh, not it, so it's, far. It's, it's difficult to it's difficult to continue in this type of atmosphere because, well, for I mean, like I said, if you found out that your website was being blocked in that way, a way that, you know, Alex Jones, for instance, um, <laughs> he, he actually creates a website called Banned Videos. And then puts his webs his his videos on there. I'm like, well, okay. If I type in Alex Jones Infowars, guess what comes up? It's not like he's he's hidden or he's not banned in any any way, shape, or form. But he's using that uh, notoriety of being banned, right. as so many do, in a way that is is somehow benefiting. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm banned, so therefore you should give me more money. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, this kind of they're buying my products because soon you won't be able to. What? Yeah, there's just craziness that um I refuse to participate in that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. And for that, I'm relegated into like I said, I, I call it unfame. It's not infamous. It's unfame. It's 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 the impossibility of ever getting out to anybody but the, the the spectrum of people that are actually looking. And that's a very small percent, unfortunately. So I tend to try to look at our entire hum, human race, like uh, as above, so below. It's like you can kind of look at the human race like an individual sometimes, or at least the mentality of us. And I like to think of what we're going through right now is like some deep, fucked up psychological therapy or something where we're we've like the it's no longer just this small little group of tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists that are interested in alternative it's become much 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 greater and it's 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 growing whatever you want to call that it may not be successful yet or anything but it's growing in popularity to the point where they're mocking it back at us constantly now because they can't, they can't not, they have to. And so uh, where, where am I going here? I feel like maybe we're just going through that, like this, this deep growth period where we've been forced to face all of the deep, dark shit that our ego has built walls around as a humanity. And now the walls are coming down and we're all dealing with this shit. And man, the emotional chaos that happens for days, weeks, months after breakthroughs like that in psychotherapy and stuff like that, you can extrapolate that to our situation. And we're in that fallout right now where well, all the chaos of our past is circling around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, we're, 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 bre- you could say that you could say that we're breaking free of the mold that was put on us by our, 
you know, our parents and, and, and culture that we don't ask questions and that we don't mm. seek alternative viewpoints. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I, I have a different take on it just because of all the research. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I go back to the sort of Talmudic or, um, you know, mystery <laughs> Babylonian type of notion of karma. Right now, I've written quite a bit about disclosure with no consequence. What is the news now? I mean, I've, you've got senators coming on to news shows talking about crimes they know are happening, but they're not doing anything about it. What the hell are you doing in a news chair? Why aren't you creating a dossier to go after that crime which you're talking about but all you're doing is talk 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 mm. hoping that you'll get a contract with fox news or whoever cnn whatever later on which is way more lucrative you know that's really all that's happening is you're going you're going from the prop you're you're a prop you're you're a propagandist as a senator turning into the media which is a, a platform for propaganda and you know it's no different than maybe um the head of the fda going to monsanto and back right which happens all the time and so my take on it is is a known entity in in that sort of underbelly of evil mm. which is that car the, the karma of the of the, <laughs> the babylonian woe if you will is if I tell you what I'm going to do to you, if you know what's going to happen in the future and you don't do anything about it, meaning that doesn't mean go on to the radio and talk about it. That doesn't mean have group discussions or, you know, Zoom meetings or uh, what's the other ones, uh, you know, audio Skype. meetings or Skype or <laughs> Telegram or Facebook or that doesn't mean start a Facebook group. No, that means if you don't do anything to stop me because I'm pure freaking evil standing right in front of you and I'm telling you what they're really doing is using us as what they, you know, what Lenin called useful idiots, useful yeah. innocents, right? you become and i've realized this is part part this is a lot of how i you know it upsets me to think that this applies to me i am very useful in revealing information mm -hmm. that they keep secret but they don't mind it getting out as long as it's a controlled you know a controlled operation and if you think about Anybody that thinks this movement isn't controlled is, you know, <laughs> I think it's got to, got to, you know, you got to look a little deeper. Um, so my opinion is just like the news and just, you know, a perfect example is Alex Jones. You know, how can you say Alex Jones is controlled opposition if he's taught me this and he's taught me that and he's taught me that? And I was like, well, you, you go back right now. You see all the times Jones has, has lied, first of all or his ridiculous predictions, but go look and see what he's done. What has he done? 
has there been a court case? Has there been a dossier? Has he followed the chain of custody, the chain of evidence? Has he contacted the FBI to get something done? He's exposed, just like the news, just like any alternative news or, or mainstream news, he's exposed all these different things, but there's no consequences. In fact, the exposures often helps the people get away you know, your, your, your people, your high profile rapists, you know, child rapists and your, these priests. And it's like, if you can make it into a meme, then you're going to get away with your crime. And there's people who do nothing now, but sit around and make memes and they're funny as hell. And I give them credit, but it's not helping, you know, it's not actually helping. What it's doing is causing a void in action. And I will compare it to giving money to a charity. Why would you, you know, how can you say that that's an actual act of charity? Because it's not. You're giving money to a corporation who might give 1% of that money to actual charity, but actually uses it to invest, to make commercials, and get more money. Right. Right. And I always say, you, I, I say no every time anybody asks me because I just you, yeah, don't trust where it's coming from. Because you're not actually committing charity. You're not no. helping somebody. This is what I help this people is in other ways danger. that I can. This is the perfect way to explain why we're ineffective is because we're not doing anything. We're not going out. We're talking about how many homeless people there are. We're talking about it just like the news is talking about, it, just like anybody else is talking about. We're not doing anything about it. You might have raised some money and given it to some organization, but you didn't do anything about it. That money, who knows where it goes and who it goes to. You see someone that's homeless, you see you're not going out and helping that person individually. Instead, you're sitting at home listening to a radio show, talk about helping, but not actually helping. That, I think, is probably proof. That's probably what I'm trying to say most of all, is that we're not acting as the men that we're supposed to be mm, if damn right uh, i'll put it to you another way if imagine if the founding fathers had radio <laughs> and heard us <laughs> imagine <laughs> let's go back to 1770 whatever and there's a bunch of guys who just you know a bunch of masons who might have gotten together and formed a new nation but they <laughs> didn't because all they did was sit around and talk about it you know that's that's hey they called into their friends hey a hey uh, george washington so glad you're hosting oh my guest today is john adams welcome john hey man we really gotta have a revolution you know hey man george right? have you done dmt well, i know right and then we'll get off onto this this side discussion and nothing ever happens because we're talking about it in a way that we're not in any kind of official meeting we're not it's a waste of time. And I mean that in the most uh, 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 pop, pop, constructive. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's a this true, is constructive. It's damn a thing. true waste of time if you're not then acting upon it. Right. right. And, I, and I'll just say one last thing. <laughs> well, don't go that soon. <laughs> after, after all of this information, let's just take one guy, right? Bill Gates. After all of the information, all the times he's talked about depopulation, yeah. after all the information has come out about what personal funded, history, the yeah. money, yeah, the, the fact that his father was not in supporting the Nazis, all this, the fact that he's a 
pretty much an idiot. <laughs> didn't didn't actually do any of these things we think he did. But not only that, but that he's he's funding the WHO. He's funding all these world organizations that seek to take away the absolute sovereignty of every nation. Why is he alive? How can someone like that walk around alive? And I'm not sitting here saying, hey, pick up your pitchforks and go kill somebody. But you've got to think, how is it that criminals of any name and any type are walking around in the open? I don't think that happened in the days of, you know, <laughs> when when men would actually come to the rescue of someone being harmed or raped. When you know, I just don't. I just. I just don't. I think. I think we're. I think technology is harming us, especially this social media is harming us in ways that we can't even comprehend. That's yeah. I, I, and I don't think we will comprehend it until it's taken away from us. I think the second, the second that this shit is gone, that we can't access it anymore, that's when we'll, 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 we'll oh my God, I got to do something. What am I going to yeah. do? What, what do I do now? Oh, you act. You actually get off your ass and do something. And yeah. I'm sorry, that's that's my lecture for today. <laughs> hey, hey, I love it, man. I, I <laughs> didn't expect it. I thought we were going to like just go into you know your documentary, and I'm glad that we got here instead, man. Because this is so important and I agree with everything you're saying and that's kind of and I've fallen into it and I, I don't think we have to it? personally blame any of any of this community. Oh, necessary. Yes, absolutely. Yourself. Because, you. you know, how many thousands of times have has everyone heard just do something nice for the neighbor next door, like someone in your immediate presence, mm -hmm. if everyone did it the world would be different and it sounds like a total cliche and it sounds goofy and it's on a hallmark card but it's absolutely true like okay. verifiably you know what i mean and that doesn't okay happen. i'll tell you what man i challenge people and i'm gonna feel really <laughs> fruity for saying this right <laughs> when my mom was visiting the other day my mom's really healthy really perfectly healthy right she's 81 and she refuses to watch the shit on TV that's that's uh, graphic, that's violent, that you know, no zombies, no post-apocalyptic crap. She she when she looks at anything like the Avengers or anything, if she's a commercial, she just she just rolls her nose. She's like, "That's such bullshit," you know. <laughs> it's so because you know she's a really down-to-earth woman she grew up in a, a nebraska and she had an outhouse for god's sake right that's how close we are to not having technology one generation away right so so speaking of the hallmark channel you know when when she watches the hallmark channel she loves the hallmark channel and here's what i asked her i talked to my brother who watches all this same kind of crap that we all watch you know mm -hmm. and i watch these movies because i'm trying to you know I'm trying to enjoy the movie, but at the same time, trying to pick, pick it apart and find all Absolutely. the... Absolutely. Right? We yeah. all do it. But see, here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Um, my brother's having nightmares or having these deep dreams where he can't get out of the dream. He goes back to sleep in the same dream. And he's, um, you know, I'm having the same kind of problems with sleep where I'm having these dreams. And these dreams can go... They can be anything, you know, it, because I've opened my mind to such evil. Right, I've opened my mind to the worst possible things in their, their physical images that are constantly being put at me. Right, 
I asked my mom, I said, Mom, do you ever have any bad dreams? Or do you, do you ever have any, do you have any fears? Or do you have claustrophobia? Do you have anything that's, that, that, you know, would be considered something that you, you, you got from the, the cultural experience that you have or the entertainment as we call it? She's like, no, I, I don't have any trouble sleeping. You know, I go to church and I do my thing. I, we, we have our, our homeless, uh, we feed the homeless and we have a food bank that we just got uh, done and we're just, we're just doing wonderful things. And, you know, the only thing I like to watch is the Hallmark channel and maybe, you know, everybody loves Raymond or something like that. And so I, you know, I, I sat there the whole 10 days she was here visiting me. We watched a series on the Hallmark channel. It was a series about the post office. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there crying. I'm like going, I'm watching this beautiful, beautiful movie made to actually give you hope and inspiration right. and love. And everybody's you know, everybody's putting the Hallmark channel down. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, this is one of the best series of things i've ever seen it's it was it was a series about a, a, a an office in the in the post office where it was called the dead letter office and they match dead letters which are letters that never got you know they don't have an address or whatever um they match those dead letters to the recipients they were supposed to go to so you can imagine the stories that can come up with that right right just the most beautiful freaking stories ever right and I didn't really, we didn't really watch any of the, the more romantic type of ones. We just pretty much stuck to that series. And there's like, you know, 20 movies and a series. And God, I got to tell you, man, I felt so good. <laughs> I felt so wonderful watching these. I'm like, I want to watch another one and another one. But you know, the second she leave, left, I Blade like, Runner. <laughs> I know. It's like I reverted back to this trash that we that we love, and I, I I have to sit here and I have to wonder why am I not drawn to that? And the answer I think comes in the form of some addiction that we can't. Mm, yeah. You know, some some because we're aware we're of it. Yeah, we're addicted to a behavior that's not healthy for us. But yeah. I'll tell you what, man. You know how they say, <laughs> you know. If I only had this rule, which was, what would, you know, I, I'm just going to make a joke. Hell yeah. <laughs> right? Like they say, what would Jesus do, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a perfectly legitimate thing if you think about it. Because mm -hmm. that's really what you're supposed to do, to follow the law of God. But, you know, yeah. what, what if I said, well, what would mom watch? <laughs> right? Would mom want to watch this movie that I'm watching? And you know what? Ninety percent of the time, she would she would wrinkle her nose and and say, "No, I don't want to watch that." And total and yet, recall. What? I know, and she and she's happy, and and she's, you know, and here we are, without watching it, which is the worst thing you can do. A movie critic that doesn't see a movie, you know, we're putting down the Hallmark Channel and these. And and we have no idea what we're missing. I got to be mm. honest, because that show, that show, I will probably endeavor to watch it again because it was that good. Quirky, corny, campy, 
all you know, but so heartwarming. The last time I could say I felt heartwarming, you know, anything from a movie, I can't, I don't even know if I could tell you. And <laughs> it was a good feeling. And I think if we got together more and yeah. we did things together, imagine if we had a food drive or you know, anything any charity group did, instead of just talking about it on the radio, yeah. we started organizing events and really did what we are change should have done, you know, that these kind of right. groups get together and do something. And I think we'd make such we'd do more in a year than we have done for for the 15, 20 years that I've been paying attention. You know? <laughs> Dude. So when I was heavily dosed on acid one time and i never really listened to music on psychedelics but i'm a death metal head i love metal <laughs> more than anything and to the end even with what i'm about to tell you i will hold dear to metal forever just because of the intricate musicianship and all i love it I'm, i eat it alive when i was tripping and someone put on something heavy as hell and for the first time in my entire adult life I had the scariest feeling in my chest and I heard it as literal pig squeals and monsters <laughs> and, and noise. And, you know, I've always held true to this idea that I think my psychedelic experiences were a little more real than real. That's kind of a lot of people's experience with it. So I always take that and run with it and go, okay, well, then what was that telling me? And to me, it, it tells me that the mode that we're in all the time, and maybe that's coerced, we are in the mode where that kind of sound vibration, we don't feel maybe it's negative effects on us. Absolutely. Or absolutely. And I, mean, I don't want to speak horribly about that awesome eight nine string guitar badass riffage toilet water you know i love it in this realm <laughs> right and and so the question is why do you love it what 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 draws yeah, what, you to it what and, happened to me <laughs> well and well no not necessarily it's just you know are are we pre somehow pre-programmed to accept it as you know just like the movies just like these horrible horrible horror movies are we're somehow pre-programmed to accept and even long for the next horror movie. Why? Mm -hmm. yeah, Why is too. that the case? Why would we want to watch that? And you really do start to have to ask yourself that question because that also lends into watching the horror that is the news and watching all this stuff happen and nothing's happening to the people that are making it happen. Sensitization, you know? right? Yeah. And so, you know, again... You have to ask this question too. Can is there such thing as death metal before technology? No, yeah, no. See, I mean that's that's. I heard problem. someone play Slayer on a banjo. It was cool, but it didn't have the same energy. <laughs> Slayer on a banjo. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was Angel of Death on a three string banjo. Just a dude with a, a straw hat. It was great. It's beautiful. Very but nice. yeah, no, not the same. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not. It, doesn't exist right it's artificial and so, and so you have to ask again is it harming us in ways we we really don't fathom you know yeah. uh, all the times and no i'm right there with you like i'm i'm drawn to 
the, the bands, you know, like Rush and any, anything, anything that has some kind of message. I'm, I'm big on the lyrics. I'm building Me too. big on the yeah. tight eye. Man, my, one of my favorite groups is the fix, which is, you know, they're completely, completely under, I don't know what you say, underrated or whatever. Yeah. They've got some songs. They've got some songs that just move me in ways that no other music does because the lyrics are there and the, right. So I, I, uh, I was having a debate, actually. I was like listening to Jimmy, uh, my friend Jimmy, who makes basses and guitars, right? Oh, cool. For for famous people, and and he's he's talking about you know he used to play in bands and uh, all the debauchery and all that stuff, and you know yeah. he, he's like uh, you know he's he a Van Halen song comes on, right, and. Uh, it's the original, you know, it's the Dave, <laughs> uh, which has such a unique sound compared to the the next genre of Van Halen, which is, right. you know, and I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm a, I'm a Hagar. I'm not a Van Halen fan necessarily, but when I do, I'm more drawn to the Hagar stuff. Cause I find the, I find the. The early Van Halen stuff to have nothing for me. There's nothing for my intellectual spirit there. There's just nothing. It's just debauchery. And then I hear some of the Hagar stuff, and which I understand is was was meant to be for other bands and stuff. You know these great songs. Um, but I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm drawn to because it it moves me. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. For, for lack of a better term, it doesn't just tickle my dick. It, it it actually <laughs> yeah, makes hear, me yeah. think or it makes it doesn't make me want to be debaucherous it makes me want to be better i mean we're talking um, about the early halen literally having a song called eruption <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly killer solo by the way but dude i totally agree too where it's like i'm i feel like i am i have this polarization in my taste in music where then I have my hippie side where oh, I yeah. love 311 and no, they are not just some rap rock band from the night. They are deep and they have a lot of great messages in there. You know, we're all from the same Lucy, despite differences you see it's, it's all, it's all there. And I, I, I love that too. What is it that's drawing me to that, that dark side. And I love that, that edginess. Right. And, it seems like no matter how deep you go into these rabbit holes, when you turn back and face this shit, no matter how, what do I say? It's like even your deepest loves, even the most rugged off grid human still is attached to something probably in this world that was put there to distract, to take away from nature, you know? Well, I mean, for, for how thing, long has it been going on? It didn't start with electricity. Well, no, I think, I think actually, you know, I, I wonder what life would be, be like. I mean, and, and I say, I say this truly, I have to wonder, I've experienced it before, but I, I wonder what life would be like um, with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, in other words, what you would do would be necessary things, you know? Right. Um, example, I, I used to go backpacking for 10 days at a time, right? Yeah. Um, the Desolation Wilderness, Nevada, California. Um, and <laughs> it was beautiful. Like, your goal was to 
to not get blisters and get to your destination, preferably not get your shoes wet, right? That was like right. your goal. And then you get there, you set up, that takes your time, and then you got nothing. And, and you know, maybe you're going to prep dinner, maybe you're going to wash dishes, but I got to tell you, those were some of the best times in my life because be- we would play. I mean, for yeah. God's sake, literally play or whatever, whatever you <laughs> call it frisbee, now. You know? uh, yeah. Those, and I think, I think everybody that, that longs for that, I think this is why people take vacation, right? They're vacating from this horrific <laughs> stale thing where you have everything at your fingertips and you, and you're going, where do you go? You go to the state park and hike and you go, you go to nature, you go, as if nature is some foreign thing that we're not a part of, like it's, as if it's outside of us. And I, there's something very wrong that's that's happened. And I think that technology is at the heart of it. And and, and unfortunately, that that's a lot of branches to cover. I mean, obviously, you know. So, well, well, I, hey, it has to be. I think it has to be a conscious decision not to let it corrupt you at this point, or or somehow. I have to make a conscious decision not to watch Halloween, but instead to watch uh, Christmas in Vermont. The Golden <laughs> Girls, perhaps. On the, on the freaking, uh, you know. <laughs> the Hallmark Channel, yeah, right? yeah. A lot of advertisements for the Hallmark Channel tonight. Yeah, but I, but I, good spirits, I, good spirits. I, I tell you, though, I mean, like, why why am I so averted? Uh, why are we? And but, but I question myself. Why do I have such an aversion to something that makes me feel so good and to sit there with my mom and feel so good at the same right. time, knowing we're crying in the same freaking scenes. I mean, I feel so pathetic, but at the same <sighs> time, I feel so good. I'm letting it out. I'm, I'm, I'm allowing that emotion to get in me. You know, dude, I, you've made <laughs> me realize tonight that I don't think I've watched a comedy in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> well now granted it's not all my fault because there's a lot of garbage out there now and it's like there's not much to choose from fair enough right well to, to <laughs> be to be fair we're kind of in a comedy the old roman uh, you know, yes old greek, yeah old greek a, comedy. a divine one yes perhaps indeed. dude oh man this has been really cool to talk to you about all this stuff it feels like we're we're saying things that need to be said honestly i mean i felt this urgency i've often thought like how does my story end with this podcasting thing is it turning it off and we're all out living on farms and we're not podcasting anymore what where where does this evolve if it's gonna evolve in the right direction and it seems to be like the old ideal of like the revolution won't be televised it may not be like we've been saying it's gonna be podcasted maybe it's not gonna be and maybe well, if okay but if it is which podcast are you gonna choose well, it's about yeah, a million, yeah. fair enough right well, is it gonna be on all the, the podcast because what, even what during a listening into you know well even during an emergency i could still find a channel that doesn't have the damn news on it about the emergency right right i mean it, it's just and even and and what you know uh, Take nine eleven example, right? I'm I'm right there in the city, mm. and people are people are just rushing. People are trying to fly in to help. People are they had to refuse help, and that's the way New Yorkers are. That's there they used to be. I think New York's changed a lot, but that's the way. That's the way they had a real community sense of of if there is a problem, those people come together. I don't feel that anywhere else. You know, I don't. I haven't right, felt right. that in a long time. 
where where there's so many people wanting to help that you have to refuse help. So many people wanting to give blood and yet no one to give the blood to, so you have to turn them away, that kind of thing. Right. So, I don't know, but look, um, we we talked about uh, we talked about talking about biological weapons and uh, and I, you know i hate to i hate to, <laughs> to to kick us when we're down yeah we'll kick it when you're up how about that all right kick fair them when they're up kick them when they're down yeah well i mean real quick just to finish that part off i do think this does end with all of us seeing each other eye to eye you know and if it can i mean the positive outcome is that in some way or another maybe not all of us all at once there is well, look, there is no we don't we don't want to try to achieve that all of us corralled into one place anyway we don't want that that's an answer, easy target the answer is so damn simple too right because you know charity mm-hmm. charity if you're if you're doing charity at all times you don't need this system you know, you you don't need money. Right. You don't need anything because you're always giving. And if all people start doing that, you're always giving, then you're never going to be in need. Forgiveness, another another law of God, as they say, law of nature. Um, if you had forgiveness at all times, there'd be no need for lawyers or courts. Right. No, no more devils, no more attorneys. Right. You wouldn't need the whole branch of government <laughs> that is the court system and therefore you wouldn't need the whole branch of government that is the money so oh wait that's all of government sorry <laughs> you wouldn't need the banks you wouldn't need all the, you, you don't need any of this stuff if if we would just act in charity and forgiveness those two things you know which obviously love is is a, is a, a much deeper thing but it involves those things these three yeah. things you know, those three concepts taking away, taking you out of the, the thing that we're stuck in, because right now, I mean, just like listening to music or anything else, we spend money as habit. We think we think of, of all these things we do in the legal system, paying taxes and all that stuff. It's just normal. Somehow it's part of nature, and yet it's so far removed from it, right? Mm. If we could just practice those three things on a permanent basis – you're pretty much immuning yourself from anything government can throw at you unless they use force. Right. Right. So, I mean, just that simple of a, of a, of a change, simple of a concept is huge, but yeah, I I think that that people are going to have to get off the, get off the, the, well, what is it? They're, they're going to have to see it's the asteroid breaking through the damn atmosphere, apparently, before they do anything. Well, no, I think you compare what we're doing right now. <laughs> I think you compare this to the Matrix. We're in a simulation, mm. right? I'm yes, not actually. Are, yes. I'm not actually talking to you. I'm not actually getting a a exchange of. I feel like I am, but it's not really happening. You know. This conversation feels good. This, right? But I'm not really getting that organic exchange that um, that you know we'll feel it. We'll feel good temporarily, but not on a permanent basis. Like I won't right. see you again tomorrow. I might never see you again because this has been superficial. And as right. much as I hate, you know, we don't want to admit that this is a superficial 
exchange. Right. Wonderful as it is, it's superficial. It's it's artificial. In other words, it's a simulation. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at <laughs> and, and you know what is a simulation? Simulation is simply defined as hypocrisy. It's a mockery. Everything a we're mimicry. doing, yeah. everything we're doing, is in the simulation. It's in hypocrisy. We're not doing it in the real. Whether that's charity or forgiveness. Well, how do we forgive? We sue the shit out of each other. <laughs> I'm going to take all your money and make leave you in destitution, and then I'll forgive you. But I won't really forgive you. I'll still want you dead. Right? They that even use that term in legal. They, you know, this the court has forgiven this or whatever. Yeah, it's a legal system, term. The whole yeah. system relies on you not forgiving and not being charitable. I mean, mm -hmm. not loving. That's if you think about that. That's that's pretty huge. You know, it's pretty backwards. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that all being said, there. I, you know, I still have hope in here that we can get something done. If 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 there's a lot of ifs. But that being said, let's understand a little bit more about what we're dealing with right now with what you've talked about in your well, documentary. A, and this boils back down to the individuality. I mean, you're going to have to individually mm -hmm. decide to get together with people and form a new society. It's, it's the only thing left to do because this one has already turned to shit. Yeah, it's covered in shit. I was say. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So um wagging the dog wagging the dog the story mm -hmm. behind the story so literally the story behind the story of COVID-19 now look we can sit here and we can argue and we can talk about all the false information that's out there whether it's viruses don't exist or you know this <laughs> whatever it is um just put all that aside okay because what I do as we talked about before what I do is I I'm merely a messenger and I, my message is the truth. How can I provide, how can I find the truth behind this thing called COVID-19, right? Again, put aside whatever you believe, put aside whatever it is you think, and let's go to the source. Well, what would be the source is the question, right? How do you go to a source if you don't really understand what the source would be? And the source would be either nature or man, first of all, or both. 
man messing with nature, right? And so <laughs> when I heard uh, the guy who, who wrote the, the, the biological weapons program was interviewed, or he wrote the, he, he transcribed the International Geneva Conventions into the U.S. Code. And um, he was talking about this concept of gain of function and dual use and referring to papers that had that in it. And so back then, naturally, I did a search. I haven't looked at, I haven't tried to search for gain of function recently, but I'll bet you if you did a search for gain of function, it's going to, it's going to pull up something that is controlled. Mm -hmm. If I say gain of function, it's probably in China and COVID-19, right? Yeah. Even though, you know, this has been going on for, it's been going on since the fifties, the biological weapons program. Mm -hmm. So what I was able to do back then before the search engine was tainted, before the search terms were tainted, is pull up all this information on gain of function. And it would go immediately to PubMed and all these official sources. And and then I went online and I, I pulled up different uh, university. Uh, most of this research goes on in universities. Universities are pure evil, by the way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, another subject. But... Uh, you know, it's just, uh, I start getting on track and I start understanding this gain of function concept, which simply means uh, what they call the seven deadly sins <laughs> are making something, making a virus more virulent, the pathogen more virulent, more more deadly, more contagious, airborne, um, making it so that you, uh, so that it's human to human transmissible instead of uh, animal to animal and animal to human. So you don't need the intermediary animal, which is quite common. Bird flu is that way. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, on and on, there's things that they can do to add a function or take away loss of function. Okay? And that's all the term means. It means mutation. Mutation, that's what it means. Obviously, mutations happen in nature. We hear that all the time. But we're talking about men in little white uniforms going in and purposefully mutating these things to make them more deadly, more virulent, more contagious. Uh, all, all these seven deadly sins, as they call them, which we sh which 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 shouldn't be done. I mean, period. End of story. Right. Um, and so I found all this information, and I pulled it into my computer, and I have, you know, fifty hours worth of things. Then I found. Just by chance, I found the government, um, uh, 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 the NIH, Anthony Fauci's organization, which is the Institute for Safety or whatever it is. I, I'm a little brain dead today. Sorry. That's okay. Um, but, uh, and then all of these different organizations that hold these meetings. Okay. Now, I want you to imagine anybody that hasn't seen this, you know, just imagine being in a room of arch villains <laughs> who are, whose goal is to destroy the world. Right. And they come together thinking that no one is listening. Now, these are public meetings technically, but they're not open to the public. How do they um, work that out? Does, does anybody ask like, Hey, what, 
Can I come well, in? They've, they've been going on for, you know, 30, 40 years, these biosafety meetings, and they get together and they talk. See, the scientific community, as they call themselves, is really a cult called scientism. Scientism was something that was warned against back in the early 1900s, mm. where the scientific method would be left behind and a, a, a form of consensus-based science would take over. And that's where you a lot of what you see when people talk about NASA and when, when, when you hear people talk about space as if they've been there, right? <laughs> as, if, as if I could tell you what the, you know, these shows on television that say what the universe is, right? Mm. You know, universe is actually another word for God, for Jehovah, for God. So they're really saying, we know what the whole of God is. We know the whole of the heavens. We know everything about space. We know how far apart everything is. You know, oh, except for this thing called dark matter and dark this, which is 99% of what we, you know, that's why we, it's the only reason reason we can't see, you know, we don't know anything is because 99.9% of it is dark matter. Yeah, that's all. We this just don't word, know we, most of it. This this okay. word we came up. And so they talk about dark matter like it's nothing and they go proceed to tell you everything that they know. Right? I mean, this is like you saying that you know what the underground caverns in Venice, the vaults or the or you know what's in the Vatican vault even though nobody does right. except the very few, right? And channelers, you, don't forget you've they know never too. been there. We don't know what's in our own oceans. Right. Let alone, yeah, let alone you know, this this mystery, this beautiful mystery. And that's I think that's one of the things also that's missing out of us is the beauty of mystery, the mystery Man, if we if we would just hold the mystery of things in in respect and love, and it's it's wonderful not to know, right? I mean, really, it's it's a <laughs> it's a beautiful thing not to know what space is. It doesn't have anything to do with us, and really, it never will. As much as they tell you they're gonna, you know, start colonizing other planets and everything, it's such bullshit. So. It's just the next money laundering scheme, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, the you know, secretly in the background, I might tell you, I believe that uh, there might be space parasites that come and infect oh. infect people on different planets and make them do things that 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 make the parasite go to the next, you know, just so like some just, mushrooms do. My, some yeah, mushrooms my, uh, shoot exactly. their spores out, go into an well, ant and the ant climbs to the top of the tree. Exactly. And, and, and I, boom, I, more spores. I wrote extensively about that theory. Um, I should send you it because you'll probably enjoy Please it. Please <laughs> do. Yeah, man. We'll have to, but we'll talk another because, time about that. Well, okay. So 85% of life on earth is parasitic. That's interesting. Think about that. That means 100%. it's some, you know, something's controlling something else or feeding off something else, right? And then you think, well, the true definition of a virus even is par- it's it's mm-hmm. a it's an obligate parasite. Right, something that feeds so, off something else. Well, in other words, so people want they want I want you to isolate the virus. Well, it really is no virus until it until it it gets in there, right? It, like it's hard to explain because the, the 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 fullness of the parasite is not seen until the parasite conjoins with what it 
and reprograms what it control what's going to control right dude and it's so, like john carpenter's the thing where it's oh, just man. an amalgamation and, uh, it's a mess until it finally completes right its right until it's yeah and that's that's all that's really talking about so oh, so think of a virus as a parasite and that actually opens a whole new can of worms you know so yeah. So, but yeah, I'll send you that. If you want to do do a show on it, it would be fun. It's always fun to talk about that stuff. But, um, so we're, we're, for some reason, and that was my explanation, brain parasites, (laughs) for some reason, we're getting all this ability to create these impossible computer codes and do all this, this technology and make these computer boards and we're, we're, Everything is to leave. Right? It's like it's like to abandon the, the and, and to spread our spread our seed all over the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why would we want to do that? I don't understand unless we're parasitically driven. Yeah. Um, and 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 from you know something else. But that's that's purely my speculation based on years of <laughs> research. Well, dude, it's already um, true on like a freaking cognitive. Well, like... when 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 uh, when national geographic comes out with a full you know the front page is zombie insects talking about how how parasites do exactly what you're talking about right you know you got to sit there and go huh you know if if a parasite can make a a ladybug for instance just sit there and let the young hatch and then eat its insides of a wasp yeah, that's some serious control. So what could be controlled? We already know toxoplasmosis and all these different things can control us, make us stupid, make us do things that are crazy. Uh, the one guy out of Berkeley found out that all high-speed motorcycle accidents um, are, they have toxoplasmosis because you're getting a sexual reward from the chemical reaction to do something stupid. Same thing as like a, a rat that would be attracted to cat pee <laughs> in, right. in nature. That's what the that's what the virus does. It alters it the inverts chemical. It. Yeah. So it. it's not hard to believe at all, especially because it's been shown in nature and in humans that, that we get parasites and they affect our behavior. So why why should we? And I in my article I I was like, well, we should have a thing test. Right where he heats up a wire and and Hell tests yeah. the blood, we should have a we should have two things. As far as I'm concerned, we should have a a parasite test for you know figure out what this parasite is, and we should have a psycho psychopath test. And those mm. two things might not be that far apart, right? That's true. Psych, psychopathy, sociopathy. Anybody that's in government or any kind of leadership role or a CEO of a corporation or even management should be subject to a psychopathy review <laughs> because because <laughs> it seems like we are being run by uh sociopaths so- psychopaths people that have no interest but further the parasites <laughs> yeah and to, to the level in some cases of becoming great actors in their roles to persuade and right, right. and you know sleight of hand and they're the, magician all that kind of stuff you know this is the closest thing you'll ever get from me talking about aliens because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing i actually was like oh, okay that could act that that is actually happening in nature therefore it could actually be a 
very mm. real thing that we're not doing anything about but right um, we could be we could be seeing like the microcosms in our uh, of like the greater macrocosm problem yeah so anyway so, back to biological so, weapons yeah so um yeah like i said biological weapons have been a problem since since you know and they came up with these these terms um gain of function and dual use dual use simply means take the nuclear bomb or, or we you discover nuclear energy and you say, oh, this nuclear energy could be used for good. Or Anthony Fauci says, I'm going to take highly pathogenic H5N1, and I'm going to, that kills 60% of the people it infects, but it needs an intermediary animal. And I'm going to make it human to human transmissible, and I'm going to do everything I can to make it more contagious so that it infects as many people as possible so that I can study it in the lab and make a vaccine. Mm. Sounds so altruistic. Yeah, and also it also, uh, you know, that whole creative problem, sell a solution, kind of fits well, the bill so on the nose. And, you know? and this is where dual use comes in because that nuclear bomb can also be used to destroy the world, not just save it, and that virus can be used to destroy the world, not just create a vaccine, which we know doesn't work. Not to mention that these mutations that these so-called scientists are doing would never happen in nature. Right. Okay? The stuff they're doing in labs under the guise of, well, it's defense. It's, I mean, literally making biological weapons and calling it defense, mm -hmm. which sounds crazy until you read the Biological Weapons Convention and the U.S. Code, which actually says biological weapons are completely illegal. You can't do them unless or except you're doing it for peaceful purposes, for research purposes, or for whatever right now you think about that what the hell is a peaceful purpose when it comes to biological weapons there is none because basically what's happened now when these meetings happen all these scientists get together like like the villains getting together and monologuing and they talk about the risk they have to do it they have to bring up things that have happened in the past Right? So they have to talk about how they created the 1918 Spanish flu. They have to talk about how they dug it up and reprocessed and recreated it in 2009. They have to talk about how all these viruses have escaped from labs in the past and infected people. They have to talk about how the safety record for these labs is horrible. And that's in America. Not, not, you know, they have to talk because in order to talk about what is the risk benefit analysis of doing this kind of work, if it escaped, what would happen? Is it worth doing it knowing we have such horrible record of safety? You know, they go even so far as talking about a virus that would kill 100% of people. Is it worth doing? If it escaped from the lab, it would kill everybody. Is it still worth? doing because there's no vaccine against that right i mean this thing it gets it gets towards the religious or the the um ridiculous mm -hmm. but in every case they say yes there's a, there's the, the 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 benefit outweighs the risk yeah watching wagging the dog again with the condensed version which was two hours or so from 10 um well, yeah but see part one that's part two right this condensed version is part two that's part Two, that's a new movie which i haven't released yet so that's the condensed version of part two it's so crazy because like 
it all feels so familiar because it's these same bland boardrooms and it felt oh. like i was at a meeting at work where exactly. you, you're getting the internal jabber and it, it feels like it means nothing which you tell, listen which, to what these people are saying and doesn't that therefore sort of signify a certain amount of sociopathy such mm -hmm. like like psychopathy because if you're not you know they should there should be if there was a rational person in there they should be screaming at the top of the lungs. We've got to stop this, right? Right. Because... It doesn't sound like the superhero movies in there at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So this is what's happening behind the scenes. And I, I looked up how many hits these movies get. You know, these, 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 uh, these board meetings get. And it's you know, and the as far as public hits, it's like anywhere from fifty to four hundred. And those mm -hmm. are mostly people on the inside. So they're posted on YouTube. They're posted everywhere in the public, but. This is what I this is what I mean. Like, unless you know to go there, you're not going to go there. So, no matter how much we talk about this stuff, um, the the other thing is this part two that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. We sent the first movie, thanks to uh, my partner who I put in the gave credit for in the in part two, who's helped been helping me. But with part one, he took it and he sent it to. The media, he sent it to all the scientists uh, the, that we could, you know, I mean, it, it, you're talking about, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of thousand emails, faxes um, to congressmen, right? Congress is fully aware of all this. This is the thing. And we got, we got crickets. We, we sent this out down in a downloadable fashion to all these people with a information packet of eight, about eight pages of quotes from it showing anthony fauci being complicit in all this before it made the news right and they ignored it absolutely so i'm the first part of the movies and me covering that that we, mm -hmm. we you know and and then there were the responses now there was one congressman that responded he made the mistake of responding on like twitter and then everybody came out of the woodwork and said well here's this document here's this it's all provable and next thing you know we're banned from mm -hmm. his twitter because you're dangerous um, yes banned again so and then the other ones are these people from these universities and you know i said this is a cult this is a religious cult of science these are not professional people in the least they pretend to be they have tenure they have all that stuff because they've set it up that way mm -hmm. and they're protected in their actions because you know this transhumanist agenda is huge more huge than we realize and their responses were, I hope you die from COVID. Why are you flooding my, my, my inbox with, you know, false information? Um, die, die. You know, there's just horrible responses. Like I would not have expected from professional people. Like, Jeez. well, so-called professional people. And that's the mentality that's behind the. And to me, knowing that those people who responded like that are actually having any kind of responsibility with this type of, right? We're not supposed to call it a weapon because it's in the national institutes of health. So what's happened <laughs> in one of those, in one of those uh, discussions, basically the military guy gets, you know, he says, look, if we were doing this type of research in the military, in the department of defense, which used to be offense, we, we'd, we'd be charged with biological weapons. 
If we were doing the same exact thing that the NIH and all its organizations do on a daily basis called basic research, defensive mm-hmm. research, making biological weapons, without any doubt, these are, these are the, you're doing the same exact thing. If we were to make a biological weapon, you're doing the same exact thing we would do. But because we are the military and you are the Department of Defense, you have immunity. You're not in trouble. You do it all you want. And so they created these organizations and these uh, things, these, uh, like I said, they call them the seven deadly sins, but they're certain, a certain set of rules and you apply for the research grant, the government grants you, or, and there's all, I mean, this is happening privately it, it, way more than it ha- it's happening in government because now people aren't right. doing it anymore in government because, They've switched it over to private because it's been now it's been exposed and and who why would you do it in government if you have all these rules whereas you could go to another country and not have the rules they even say that our rules don't apply to any other country that there is no standard of rules there is nothing stopping any government from creating biological weapons and calling them peaceful right so I want you to understand that they have already taken every virus that you've ever heard of. All right. When you think of things like you hear a virus making the news like Marburg, which is probably going to be the next big it's between H, H5N1 and Marburg, I think I'm betting on, um, are, are going to be the next two, two you know, big viruses. Um, when you hear anything in the news, Zika virus, that was that was lab. I mean, even Mikovits was working on that. You, you When you hear any of these vi- viral outbreaks, whether it's Ebola They've done the seven deadly sins. They've the, the gain of function, making it more virulent, making it more contagious, making it human to human transport, making it airborne. They air they made it prions airborne, which is mad cow disease or the yeah. dementias in humans, oh right? Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. There, the the it's so far beyond being out of control, but what it is is peaceful. You see, so if you then the the important part about this is you're hearing from the scientists that have done the work themselves, speaking about all the times that it's all the incidences where it has escaped in the past, and therefore they're admitting, like openly in a public meeting, that. There's never been a pandemic that wasn't man-made. Yeah. They admit it. It's right there. And now let's go, let's just pan out a little and and see what's happening in the so-called truth movement, right? What do you hear? The comment I get the most, viruses don't exist. Really? Oh. So are you telling me that for 20 years, 30 years, these People have been getting together and and conducting fake meetings about the biosafety of doing the work that they publish. I mean, literally, are you telling me that all these meetings that I found, and I found a lot of them, and I'm going through and doing all the editing so you don't have to watch the full thing, are you telling me these are done for the benefit of faking pandemics? Faking? I mean, are are you saying... (laughs) Are you truly trying to tell me that it's the easy way out is just to say, ah, viruses don't exist? And I think 
because of what we talked about earlier. I think that is the, the false dialect that's being pushed mm-hmm. by high places is that viruses don't exist. Could be. I really think that. I really think that's a control. In, in the least that this one doesn't. You know what I mean? No, like I mean that... it's it's a it's a going back to Coke's potch. I mean, I wrote a whole oh, I've seen it, yeah. It. It's I mean, these these this is a religious movement. I mean, mm. it's a it is science it's the same thing as scientism it's the same thing as flat earth it's the same thing as as uh uh anything that says something doesn't exist because remember the most important rule in science you cannot prove a negative right so if i say something doesn't exist i can't prove that that's it it's an improvable thing it's part of the dialectic so that's why i wrote so much on uh on uh, hegel's dialectic because that's ex- it falls so well into that this whole thing about viruses not existing and mm-hmm. you know oh, the dividing conquer method it's so perfect red versus blue for all of eternity right and so that's my i mean believe it or not people will actually not watch my documentary or disagree with these scientists who are openly admitting they're making these things They'll say, well, it's bullshit because viruses don't exist. Now, yeah. there is no way for me to fight that kind of mentality. I can't possibly even put, I can't even put myself, I, I'm, I'm a great empathizer. I could put myself in almost any situation, but that kind of willful ignorance, I can't put myself in that position. Right. Like I, I cannot felt- possibly, I can't possibly there's no answer to it you know you can show you can prove it but you there is no proof that satisfies when you're talking about something that's not seeable i felt that a little bit recently with the this controlled opposition divide and conquer idea where trump was talking about you know statues being taken down history being erased which is happening But the way he was framing it was all around Columbus Day and all the traditional American things that you get into because we're all part of this. And it's like, it's so obvious, I, I hope, to, to more and more people that these two things are just doing the same thing. They're keeping no, us in this place. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at this point disassociating myself. I'm not telling them this, but I'm disassociating myself with anybody who sends me Trump propaganda. Yeah, please do. Uh, stick to the freaking plan. I'm like, what? Right? What I, plan? I, or, or Fox News, you know, because, you know, I love to tell this story and I would really love to talk to John again. Um, John Statmiller, who, who, uh, when I went on, on RBN 2013 and I was talking to him and he explained how Fox news was taking over the alternative movement becoming, mm-hmm. they'd, they'd already created Patriot radio on Sirius XM. They'd already started positioning themselves to be this control opposition, right? To CNN and CBS. And he explained it almost perfectly back then. He explained that people would, that their goal was to take over the the truth movement, to take over the patriot movement and bring people over into the mainstream. And if you notice, they don't call themselves mainstream anymore. 
even though they've got the highest ratings they they don't they say oh that mainstream news yeah dude right they've literally (laughs) months and and months and, and did you notice what else they did buy gold and silver Buy vitamins, uh, buy, you know, all their advertising has, back changed, to has changed over to the same exact model that Alex Jones and all these other guys were using. So literally what John told me that day, and I always wish I could tell him in person that you, of all the predictions that have been made by all the people that I've, he, that was the most accurate, perfect description of the future was that Fox News was going to take over the alternative movement. And sure enough, like people will send out stuff to me and they say, this hasn't been on Fox News yet, but. Mm. Like, That's fucked up. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not. And of course, you know, if it's anything realistic or good, it won't be on Fox News. Right. Um, It'll so, just be aliens and stuff. And... Yeah, and well, and don't even get me started, man. I told you that's as far, the closest yes, thing I'll get yes. to aliens. Fair enough. Is those parasites, <laughs> but. But there is the group that, you know, says uh, the Galactic Federation is going to come and save us. Yeah, of course. And yeah. uh, all that stuff. So there's that, too. And I, I will refrain from commenting any further. That is for um, another night. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's acid, that's acid radio right there. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, my, my, like my message right now and and I don't think there's anything more urgent than this. I will tell you that if if we were to act on one thing, this 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 would be it. There's two things actually because they're inter inter interchangeable. If if there's a national emergency declared, which is the same as a declaration of war, um, <laughs> then all the communist manifesto laws come into into place. Government gains control of everything. Laws suspended. Constitution suspended. And one of the things that they gain control of is it's called the war powers is the use of biological weapons that becomes unlimited to them all their wow. contracts all government contracts go i mean this is a show in and of itself this is what i was doing my presentation on this week um mm-hmm. uh when you declare a national when the president declares a national emergency all law goes away basically and all these presidential directives and orders come into place they all make the Communist Manifesto come to life, basically, in America. So I'm telling you, the Communist Manifesto in triplicate is sitting there waiting to be enacted in America. It's just not It's just not been fully. But what we're seeing right now with the food shortages and the um, production, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the food on, on the big crates that are not yeah, being delivered. Yeah, the shipping, sh- that's the all shipping stuff, crates. That's all stuff that in their, in their directives would have been made law um in, in the case of a national emergency that's all stuff that government would take over and i right. think that's i think we're going to see that really soon is they're going to start implementing that uh, i'm going to put that out as my next probably documentary because it's just uh it's something i've been meaning to do for a while anyway mm-hmm. i just got to get the footage from the conference and i'm going to put it all together but one of those things is biological weapons and basically the whole whole law for use of biological weapons. But one last thing I want to make sure that people understand, because when I say do something, I really mean this is the, here is, here is at the, towards the end of, of the condensed version, I put a part of a hearing, a, a more recent hearing where 
one of the doctors in congressional, you know, in a congressional statement, a congressional hearing specifically says, and they're all agreeing that the United States has been selling our DNA through such organizations as Ancestry.com, Poop in a Box, Colon Guard, um, anything that collects uh, 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 23andMe, all those. They don't just collect your DNA. They collect extra. They sell that then, and the government then sells it internationally. Okay, So they admit, in the end, that in 2010, China wrote a paper to the uh, to the United Nations, I believe it was, stating their declaration that they are going to be making biological weapons according to race, according to genetic makeup. Okay, in other words, your DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, Americans have been voluntarily giving our DNA to these companies and to forensics and all these different types of things that are, you know, whether it's health, checking, checking for colon cancer, scraping something, doing something, right? We've been giving our DNA away. DNA away. That's the ultimate, I mean, you're giving away the handbook to your genetic makeup. And that has been sold by our government to every other country, but specifically to China. China has a declaration that says they're going to be making biological weapons based on that DNA, based on DNA, based on genetics, based on race. In other words, we we all fear this, mm-hmm. right? So for all this time, guess what else China doesn't do? China does not ever allow its citizens' DNA to be sold to any other market or country. And have their That is a state sick. secret, right? But, oh, America, well, yeah, go ahead. We, they've committed, I mean, I can think of nothing more treasonous than literally handing the DNA code of every American that's been stupid enough to volunteer their DNA, that is, than handing the DNA code to every American which really means that it only takes one person in your family to get your basic makeup, right? Because mm-hmm. it's race based, which means family. Um, I don't. I, I can't. I can't stress this enough. Our government has committed treason against us by selling our information. Mm-hmm. Not just person. Not your. Not your phone number. Not, not my address. Phone. I'm no. talking about. I'm talking about your genetic information. That above all, that's, I can think of no higher crime than doing that while at the same time knowing that a foreign adversary is in the midst of creating biological weapons specifically targeted at that DNA, not its own DNA, but that of not Chinese DNA, but specifically every other race. Help me out with something. I have been under a belief i guess you could unfortunately call it ever since i saw the movie network when i was like 17 that there are no nations anymore that that's a facade that is being used very easily where i this feels a little bit like we could literally pin the whole 
big shebang on China and they've coerced our evil doctors to work with them or something. I uh, can we go we into that own, a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if you again, if you look at the pension fund system and if you look at the investments of government, you'll see that all those corporations in government that supposedly took all our jobs are actually American corporations. Like <laughs> trillions of dollars were spent to build up Russia, Mexico, right. Colombia, all these countries where your clothes are made. They didn't just create, you know, they didn't just suddenly have factories show up in Indonesia. No, those were American companies that did that and they transferred their labor and they, you know, hire these, these poor people at, at a, at a very low price. So we have, I mean, American pension funds and other world investment schemes, institutional holdings have massive, massive investments. If you look at these corporations like Microsoft, it's 70% owned by institutional holders, which are Pension funds, governments, corporations, that kind of thing. Mutual funds, main investor in mutual funds, pension funds, etc. And so you find that government owns it all. Okay, whether it's foreign or you know, look at China Bank, you'll find fifty million shares in Calpers, the the California State Pension Fund, for instance, mm. right? Uh, Exxon will be a billion shares, right? So. Unfortunately, that means as a shareholder, because that's the only way you can actually own anything, the only way to own a corporation is through stock, and stock, uh, ownership stock carries with it uh, in, uh, uh, shareholder rights. Well, if government is the shareholder of all corporations, that means it gets voting rights. Well, what are shareholders voting for? What do shareholders vote for? Well, shareholders vote for who the board of directors is going to be. Why do you think board of directors are so insistu uh, incestuous? Why, you know, is a CEO on the board of all these other, why do they pretty much share each other's boards? Because government is the one electing the board of directors. The board of directors elects the president of the corporations. Hmm. And that goes internationally, right? So, if Exxon has an oil spill, and if the law states that the number one purpose of every corporation is to make its shareholders a profit, and government is both the shareholder and the regulator of the law that Exxon must follow, do you think government as the main shareholder in Exxon is going to make it clean up its <laughs> oil spill? <laughs> See, here's the problem. That's communism, mm. basically. It's just, It's yeah. just... It's just been done over many, many years, many decades through this, this uh, what I call the, the CAFR system, but it, CAFR is just the report. It's the audit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you're talking about that is the number one pension funds, the number one cause of globalism. You got a bunch of people who fork their money over, don't care where it's invested as long as they get their cut. So Samuel Adams, when he wrote his dictionary way back when, he said pensioners, another word for another a pensioner is basically one who's who's in treason to his own country, his own people, yeah. right? Because you'll, as a pensioner, you don't care that your money's going to the worst possible corporations, Raytheon, war companies, you know, companies that are taking water rights from people and making them die. You don't care as long as you get your pension every month, right? Mm -hmm. And that's great until they declare bankruptcy and you have no more pension, um, which will happen. So through through that system globally that's that's how globalism actually 
It is a known entity that globalism could not have happened unless there were pension funds. And so that's why California and all these, you know, states, they hire so many people into government and create so many government jobs. That's post office and all that, because with each employee, guess what? You get a pension. And that means that we're going to take some money from you, but even more money from for you on your behalf as a pensioner <laughs> from all the taxpayers. What a great system. There's more, there's more when it comes to welfare, for instance, the welfare system, all that money that gets collected, most of it goes to pension funds, <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. People complain, people complain. I, but most of the money goes to pension fund. The rest of it goes to other funds and very little of it goes to actual helping the poor. Right. When you talk about anything like that, when you talk about the lottery, uh, lottery is going to help schools. It doesn't help schools. It goes into the school fund, which is an investment fund. And then sometimes the schools get money, you know, it's, it's the biggest, most horrible scam I think I've ever uncovered. Yeah, Unfortunately, it was, it was the first thing I did uncover. It's why I made the, my first documentary is called the corporation nation mm-hmm. and then followed by the great pension fund hoax. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, well, so thecorporationnation.com. That was my website. Mm-hmm. Had to take it down. It got tacked, and every link would go to a spam or porn. Oh wow! Uh, I, 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 I contacted. Uh, I was paying for that set. I, I had to contact them, and they they couldn't fix it. So if you go back on, uh, if you go to archive.org. And type in the corporation nation you can still find old versions of it it has yeah. all my early movies on it but and they're they're on they're on my my red pill sunday school channel on youtube still and mm-hmm. there's still there's still the corporation nation channel on youtube actually it's so odd how why they they don't wipe you out completely so they no. can like maybe point at something and go, what are you talking about? Well, because then you'd get suspicious if, if you, that's why this guy sent me that email. He's like, dude, I can't pull up your site. Right. Right. But, but since he already knows me, he, he already has me uh, as a favorite or, or something. So most people wouldn't notice, right. but you have to think past that. See, what if you've never heard of me before or my website, don't know my name, my website, what I do, then you're never going to find me. It's, no. it, would be, it would be literally unless you read through one of these one of these websites that copied me, which I said please do, you and clicked on my site. The you know when Infowars would put up uh, something of mine, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even put. I mean, they'd put something that wasn't my website at the end. They wouldn't even give you proper. Um, you know, proper credit yeah, notation. Wow. That's so that's... it's, it's, it's horrible, dude. I, I, like I said, I, <laughs> when I, when anybody asks me for credentials, I'm like, that's all I got. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> banned. I'm actually banned, um, you know, and hacked. Right. If that's not good enough for you. I don't know what to say. That's um, my, yeah, that's my credentials right there. So yeah, the, the, the takeaway from this, like I said, is really, um, Yes, there is an international conglomerate communist takeover of the world through pension funds, through all the corporate structure. Um, While governments are corporations called municipal corporations, they don't have stock. So anytime the news says that the corporations own government, that's a complete and utter lie designed to make you think the opposite of what is true. And the truth is that Congress being 
government being the controller of all these corporations is really the world government already the world and that's being yeah. and that's being transferred right the stakeholder or the the voter the proxy shareholder voter and that's where you know if you really want to understand how it all works you look up corporate governance every corporation has corporate governance how does corporate governance works you know it's the shareholders talks about how the shareholders vote and they're all bound, therefore, by whatever the Agenda 21 and the plans. Are. These corporations aren't doing this. Even governments, like even municipal corporations, cities, states, counties, districts, um, they're not doing this stuff because they want to, because they have to. The second anyone accepts federal funding, they have to do all of these things. They have to invest taxpayer money. And the truth of the matter is if – if you wanted anybody that wants to run for office, I can teach you how to run on the CAFR, which nobody knows about, and and actually pay off all the cities or counties or states' debt with the investments. Mm. Right? You could do that if the law prevent it didn't prevent it. The law prevents that money from like I looked up North Dakota just off the off the cuff. It had two billion dollars of debt. Seven billion sitting in an investment fund, unrestricted, could be used for anything. So you could pay off all your debt and be debt free for the rest of your life. But it turns out debt is a very profitable thing right. because, see, that debt is from other governments, corporations, corporate stock, all these different things. And what you find is all this debt, like Social Security fund, is pure debt, uh, IOUs, basically. Um, it's, it's very profitable. This is how people become billionaires overnight. They buy debt and they're buying the principal and the interest, you know, the, the, the future payments. So, and then the, the CAFR is a, the, the budget report is a, tr a tricky way of, of essentially balancing the, the books like the, like the mob does so that mm. you're showing zero at the end of the year. And then the CAFR shows everything. So it shows your investments, your your savings account, not just your checking account. So it's fascinating. But wow, like I said, um, I I spent so much time and then still no traction, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> here I'm thinking I'm doing these radio shows. Everybody's going to get it. Everybody's going to someone's going to do something. And you know, now I come across this 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 concept that holy crap, I can prove without a shadow of a doubt. And show you in writing and in in the words that they use in public meetings that there is an active biological weapons program in every country, but specifically in the United States. And it's happening because a word in the statute says that it's fine; it's an exception. Mm. You're doing it for peaceful or basic research purposes. You know, I, I again ask you, what is a peaceful biological weapon? And the answer is, well, we either make a vaccine or some other prophylactic, you know, thing. Well, that, that's that's your reason for making biological weapons is to make a cure. Yeah, like we could start at step zero, perhaps. Uh, we could just get rid of it all and yeah. not ever have to worry again. <laughs> right. That's the thing, none of these pandemics, they admit, no pandemic has ever been natural. Dude, it's nuts hearing it literally come out of their mouths. Yeah. And they, they're saying it to their superiors or their their cohorts as if to say, like, help, why am I not understanding 
are we doing the right thing? It almost feels like they're I don't some know, of maybe them. that's some of them. Some sure. of them have a not conscience. that they're stopping it. They're going along with it. They're just basically saying like, ah, uh, so it's you but know, it's a little creepy see, if waters. You were a, if now, you were guys. a if you were a true scientist, you would immediately call BS. Because Absolutely. they're not following the scientific method. They're not doing anything according to, to true science. They're, I mean, it's, it's like putting a bunch of Legos together and seeing what happens. What it's shape does it form? Right. Uh, mutations, if I, if I cause a mutation, what's going to happen, right? Right. But, the, but it's not like planned necessarily. And like I said, a lot of it is geared towards uh, this this transhumanist agenda, and if you don't, you know that's explained in part one, I think pretty well. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah. yeah, I I I beg people to start paying attention to this because that is what's going to take us down. I mean, I I have no doubt about it because nothing else. I mean, they even compare it to nuclear weapons and say nuclear weapons are like toys compared to these things. Like they're nothing else has the power to wipe out an entire civilization or which is i think even more disturbing if you remember the attacking the food supply attacking insects attack these are biological weapons against plants against insects against you know causing insects to become carriers of these things so-called to help plants grow or to protect plants. Yeah. Well, we, we saw what, what happened with Monsanto's protections and all that, where farmers are, are destitute and, and losing all their crops and they're drinking their fertilizer because they have no more living, right? They're killing themselves because Monsanto convinced them that their seeds, their GMO seeds are better, right? Right. So no, there's no difference here. This is, this is an attack on everything. And the best way I can put it is in biblical terms, which is to say, this is the devil. <laughs> when I say devil, I mean men mm-hmm. acting in the capacity that they are recreating life in their own image. And I, and I mean your life. I mean all of our lives. And if this isn't stopped, if we sit here and talk about it, and we're outraged about it, and, you know, maybe I'll go smoke a joint after this or have a drink. Well, that's not the action you're supposed to be. This needs to be stopped in a way that surpasses anything that the they're they're lying about with the January 4th incident. Like this is, this, this is something that is so important and so critical to our survival that like I, I just can't put it into words right i hopefully i i'd hope that the message would be that clear that this is apocalyptic shit and they think that that the apocalypse is has more benefit than 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 harm mm. i want you to understand that they really actually say that an apocalypse apocalyptic event that would wipe out species or humans or all life or all plant life still has benefit and is still worth doing, Hmm. even though it might escape from the lab. I mean, I really, I mean, you really have to question the sanity of these people or the psychopath. Right. The psychopathy. Yeah, absolutely. It could be (sighs) one or the other because yeah, there's a lot of times where I find myself going, well, okay in their demented deluded heads are they really thinking they're saving the planet or no of course not because they they destroy it all the time 
Yeah. And they're destroying yeah. it with so so when I was younger, not to go off on too much of a tear here, but I was all about alternative energy. And now finally it's here, right? But no, it? because <laughs> it's not because it's polluting more. And like I've seen things like uh the windmills are not the you know, uh the wind power, those blades just get buried in mass or, graves, or, apparently. <laughs> or kill birds, right? Yeah, my right, farts yeah. my farts produce more energy than most of those things, you know. So if you want to harness that, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's not, I I tell you, it's, it's more nuts than I could have possibly ever imagined. When I started doing this project, I'm like, this can't be now in in between. I'm also doing, uh, uh, lethal injection part two Mm. and part three, right? Part three. Yeah, that's right. Part part three is going to be phenomenal. I just, you know, takes a lot of time to get there, but at the end, these things are going to be like 50 hours long. It's like a book. It's like reading a book, but it's in video format. So you don't have to read. I love it. Well, well, I thought it was a good idea. Most people are like, you're an asshole. Well, um, they're just not used to it. You know, they got to come around right. to the idea that, well, like, the, I don't know. Like I said, there's trash out there for movies, man. Don't see Halloween Kills. You want me to, I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I'll tell you this, because I've wanted to mention this on the show. I watched it because I love Halloween, right? <laughs> that whole movie suddenly... Michael Myers, suddenly he's turning us all against each other. He's the, he's a force. He's not even a man. He's just this force. The whole plot of the movie was get together as a community to kill the bad guy, to kill the boogeyman. Interesting plot, which has never entered Halloween. They've always had weird Wiccan themes and oh, season. Let's forget about season of the witch. Let's pretend no, that didn't happen. No, don't forget it. No, don't I'm kidding. It. I That's love that favorite. movie. I love that movie. Take it out of the Halloween series. Call <laughs> it season <laughs> of the witch. Yes. Silver Shamrock. Dude, are you kidding? Oh, that God, was, yeah. That is the classic worst possible, you know, oh, it's entertainment. So fun. It's so fun to watch that. But take it out of the Halloween. But you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah, it's never been like that. It's suddenly it's this big, deep, like Lucy, dare I say, like energy well, so, sucking then, kind of thing. Did you get the uh, impression that they were trying to say that Michael Myers is a certain part of the population perhaps no kind of, <laughs> no they, they basically framed it as like he's completely separate from us and that uh the more we fear him the more powerful he becomes <laughs> so that's right on the nose <laughs> it's just huh. trickery so he's the, i guess he's the grand trickster <laughs> right <laughs> something like that <laughs> well uh, i i will um i will watch a halloween in new hampshire on uh you know hallmark channel there you go that's probably a better ending <laughs> they just carve a pumpkin and eat some candy it'll be, corn. <laughs> it'll be about a bunch of kids who go trick-or-treating but can't because the local dairy is out of order or something they have to go yeah. help <laughs> yeah uh, dude, it's been so awesome having you on again dude this we touched on like some really deep shit that i didn't even expect us to and i think it was really beneficial it's definitely beneficial to me and i hope the listeners loved it and maybe i don't 
I don't know. Maybe we'll start seeing what you're talking about at some point. Maybe people will start opting out in mass or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, since the last time we talked, I don't think we, we covered the PMA thing, right? The no. private private membership association. No, we did not. Uh, that's definitely something. I mean, if you want to do another show, sure. Uh, uh, I'm always up for it. You know, I, I, hell yeah, I, man. I, I did find, and I recommend. I send you some links that that people start looking into the private membership association, which actually allows you to act outside of the United States. Uh, actually, allows you to act under the state constitution. You form a private, like if you want to say. Uh, if you have a medical remedy that works, but it's illegal, mm. you, you can do it privately as long as someone agrees to your bylaws and you file it with the IRS, not as a corporation, but as an unincorporated association and oh. strictly to let them know you exist, but you're not asking permission. They have, they can't even knock on your door. They have no, they have no authority over you uh, unless mm. you're selling something in an inter, interstate, which is what the United States is is there for. So, you basically allow yourself to act privately. So if you think about um, this, and it, it's been going on under our noses this whole time. We didn't we didn't realize it. So any kind of club that's private, you ever see a hookah lounge or a, a drinking club mm-hmm. during Prohibition? Well, why were they allowed to drink? It was a private. It wasn't under public law or federal law. Uh, the, the, the bar association is private membership association. They're in the private. Um, right. So it's this kind of fascinating thing. All these clubs that say, say I'm a club of uh, an old, one of those older clubs that is a golf club, but we don't allow women, mm. which would be kind of illegal, right? Wait a minute, but it's private. So it's, it's not illegal. Right. You make your own laws, you agree to them, you form the, and therefore you have this sort of evidence, if you will, that you're acting in the private, not the public. Therefore the whole public law, the no words, the FDA and all these organizations they can't touch you anymore because wow. you're not you're not getting a benefit and therefore you don't owe a, a you know you're not asking for anything you're acting privately private means foreign so you're acting foreign from the United States and you know you can do it with people in other states and everything but you it's not a way to avoid things not you don't avoid taxes and all that stuff but it is a way to especially in the medical field or something that's it's been outlawed is to offer people and as long as they join in as a membership and agree to the membership and pay their due well then you have this sort of organization this this right to free assembly mm-hmm. that you can do and from that like i want to i want to start a church um a monastery a sanctuary um a city uh, and build it to the point where you know you're you're in the United States or the States United, but you're not part of operating in the federal government anymore. So that's something that people need to start checking out. I think it's very important. It's, yeah, it's sort of what I've been looking for this whole time uh, was that was the key or the gateway to to actually be in the private. And it, and it turns out it's not so much you don't have to change your status or lose the person or whatever it's simply the way you act hmm. this is kind of what we've been talking about in the first place we, right it's the way you act you're you're physically acting in the private and you're and you're giving yourself evidence of that action so that's uh that's cool there's a lot of websites out there 
Yeah, send me some links for sure. Them, and I'll send you some links. It's, it's very, very important, I think. It's going to be – I really do think it's going to be one of the keys to any kind of success that we have acting in the private – getting away from all that uh federal nonsense you know absolutely so, anyway cool, man covered a lot of stuff yeah dude this was a great episode and yeah maybe we will have to do one soon on that yeah honestly i'll, I'll have you back maybe know. bring in a couple other podcasters to do a roundtable about it because i'm sure i i don't want just my perspective to be thrown at you sometimes you know i mean there could have been a lot of great questions that i didn't ask today you know what i mean but um yeah, that'll be next time. So for now, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing everything and, and talking to me about all this. Where can my listeners find you? They can't. Never mind, guys. Never mind. If you type in <laughs> realityblogger.wordpress.com into the actual web address, you'll you'll find yes, me. Yes. If you type it in the search engine, it, it'll bring up one of my other websites, maybe my other you delve on my book for free at strawman story. Mm. Strawman will come up, but I don't yeah. even know if it's on the, but here's the thing. When I, when you and I were first talking, I could not find Strawman on the first page of Google or it was. And of course, I think I heard you on like higher side chats or, or Sam Tripoli or something. So the, the message was getting out there to a lot of people, so maybe that's when they were suppressing it or something. You were, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I think they put it back to not look suspicious or something. <laughs> well, I've been, I've definitely marked, I'm definitely a target of the, um, I've experienced this several times. Oh, yeah. I'm a target of the Zionists, you know, the, the ADL, um, I'm, I'm intolerable and I'm bias uh are the terms that they've come up with you know that's why you and they they do this in in the schools and the education anti-bias education and all that that comes from the adl all this horrible stuff common core and you know it's all coming from that particular mm -hmm. group where they defame and then call it anti-defamation basically so right. i i have that problem and i've I've been dealing with that for 10 years because yeah. they got they got me kicked off the local am station too Jesus, um, man. Yeah, they have a lot of power. Well, I'm um, I, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of power other than personal power, but I mean in this <laughs> in this capacity, man, I'll do what I can. I mean, I'll put I'm gonna try to get this out tomorrow because I feel like this was huge and, and it should get out there. So anyway, it's been awesome talking to you, Clint. It's been great to see you again. Yeah, you too, man. Take care, dude. And and like I said, uh Time for some action. Hell yeah. I'm not sure what that means, but I know, I don't I know it's true. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifarian. Enough, I got the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 